This is The Space Shot, episode 92, for August 14th, 2017. Of course I still love you. Hey everyone, welcome to The Space Shot, your daily space history, pop culture, and news fix. I'm John Molnix. On August 14th, 2016, SpaceX launched the JCSAT-16 commercial communications satellite for the SkyPerfect JSAT Corporation. This satellite is an on-orbit backup that provides Sky more capacity for its customers. This mission was successful, and SpaceX was able to bring the first stage of the Falcon 9 rocket back to Earth for a landing on the autonomous drone ship, Of Course I Still Love You. Here's an audio clip from the SpaceX webcast of Michael Hammersley, a SpaceX engineer, with an explanation of what happens with the Falcon 9 coming back to land on the drone ship or back on land. Um, now, occasionally, people think that a drone ship landing is harder than a land landing, uh, and that's sort of true, but not for the reasons they think. A low-Earth orbit mission, which can return to either land or the drone ship, is easier than a geostationary transfer orbit mission, which can land only on the drone ships. That's because a GTO mission requires a lot more speed than a low-Earth orbit mission, and that means it requires more propellant. It even gets a little bit trickier than that, so we've got a nice animation to show you what's up. Uh, here we have a picture of the Falcon 9. We zoom in on the first stage. It's got liquid oxygen propellant on top and RP-1 kerosene fuel on bottom. And as it burns through each of those propellants, the thrust that's produced is, at a more, is more or less constant. Uh, but it's harder to move or harder to accelerate when it's heavier, just like a pickup truck will accelerate slower when it's towing a lot behind it. So when you burn 20 seconds worth of fuel at the beginning of the flight, you've only added about 200 kilometers per hour to your speed. But 20 seconds worth of fuel when the rocket's almost empty, just before main engine cutoff, adds more than 2,000 kilometers per hour to your speed. So, sort of perversely, it's really the fact that we don't have much propellant left that allows us to reach the speeds required to reach GTO. And if you don't have much propellant left, of course, then you can't do a long re-entry burn to minimize the re-entry forces on the vehicle, and you get much less of the control that comes with a longer single-engine landing burn. So it's really the GTO landings that are hard, not necessarily whether the first stage is landing on a drone ship. So again, we are headed towards uh, the drone ship on a GTO mission, so we don't get the boost back burn. We have a re-entry burn, but it's a bit shorter than what we're uh, getting on some of our low-Earth orbit missions. And we do manage to get a single-engine landing burn, at least that's the attempt for this one, which means that we'll be able to have a longer control and longer descent, which is nicer because it's less forces on the rocket in that final descent. It can compensate for larger wind speeds, um, which is also pretty nice. So fingers crossed that's happening soon. In the show notes, I'll link to the JCSAT-16 webcast. That way you can see the launch and landing animation that he was talking about. Hopefully that explanation gives you a little bit better of an idea of what's involved with bringing the first stage of the Falcon 9 rocket back to land. Keep in mind, the first stage of the Falcon 9 is about 14 stories tall, so they're landing a small building on either a drone ship floating in the middle of the Atlantic or Pacific Ocean, or on land back at LZ-1. Later this morning, SpaceX is due to launch the 12th Commercial Resupply Services launch to the International Space Station. This is a very brief explanation of what's happened over the last couple years, but here's the gist. These SpaceX missions to the International Space Station started as part of the COTS, or Commercial Orbital Transportation Services Program. 
COTS was the phase where the vehicles were developed and tested, and once those technologies were proven, the Commercial Resupply Services Program, or CRS, began. So far, both SpaceX and Orbital Sciences have flown the commercial resupply missions to the space station. The SpaceX Dragon capsule is capable of launching to the space station, returning to Earth, and being reused for future flights. The Orbital Sciences Cygnus spacecraft can deliver cargo to the station, but it isn't designed to re-enter Earth's atmosphere. Today's scheduled launch will be the last launch of a new Dragon capsule, and all SpaceX flights moving forward from now will use capsules that have already flown in space. SpaceX will attempt a landing of the first stage of their rocket back at Landing Zone 1 today, since the missions to the space station allow for the rocket to return to land instead of relying on the autonomous drone ship for recovery. Next Monday, I will have coverage of the eclipse because I will be at the Homestead National Monument in Nebraska for that event. I will be posting as much as possible that day, so be sure to follow along on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Just search at John Molnix or The Space Shot and follow along. Let me know what you think of the show by leaving a rating in iTunes. It takes just a minute to leave a rating, and it makes a huge difference because it helps even more people find the show. I'd appreciate if you could share the space shot with your friends and family and anyone else that enjoys podcasts. Tomorrow, shifting priorities for the space shuttle. I'm John Molnix, and I'll catch you on the flip side.